Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of the Energy Law and Policy podcast series for the Florence School of Regulation. In today's podcast, I will discuss an important judgment by the European Court of Justice in relation to the state aid aspects of the German law on renewable energy of 2012. My name is Max Klasse. I'm a partner in the antitrust and competition practice of Blumstein, a regulatory and competition law firm based in Berlin. European state aid law has been part of my portfolio ever since I started practicing as a lawyer in 2005. And over the years, I've represented clients like Deutsche Post and also the German government in state aid cases before the European courts. I should add that I wasn't involved in this particular case. Turning to the subject of this podcast, on the 27th of March 2019, the European Court of Justice found that the European Commission was wrong to conclude that the German law on renewable energy of 2012 involved state aid. The case has had a long history and I'll try and shed some light on the background and implications of the case. From a legal perspective, the case addresses important questions around what constitutes state aid and thus requires prior approval from the Commission. The ruling gives member states more leeway when designing energy law frameworks and national green energy support schemes in particular. However, its implications reach beyond the energy sector. Before I discuss the judgment, let me give you some background on the German law on renewable energy, the so-called EEG. The case which came before the courts evolved around the 2012 version of the law. The law features a scheme to support companies producing electricity from renewable energy sources. Under the law, such companies receive a fixed remuneration for renewable power that they generate and then feed into the grid. The law guaranteed those producers a higher price than the market price. And in order to finance that support measure, a renewable energy surcharge, the so-called EEG surcharge, was imposed to electricity suppliers that supply end customers. In practice, the suppliers in turn passed the EEG surcharge onto the final consumers. At its highest point, the markup made up 20 to 25% of the total electricity bill of end consumers in Germany. In other words, the effect is that producers of renewable energy receive substantial subsidies, the costs of which are then ultimately distributed amongst electricity consumers via the EEG surcharge. Another notable feature of the law is that certain companies, and in particular, electricity intensive companies in the manufacturing sector are eligible for a cap on the surcharge. This means they are relieved from some of the costs other companies have to pay. This was specifically included in order to maintain the international competitiveness of these companies. Roughly 2000 companies in the manufacturing sector benefit from this rule. For years, the rules governing the EEG surcharge mechanism have been the subject of intense debate between Germany and the European Commission, in particular with regard to compliance with EU state aid rules. In 2014, the Commission then came to the conclusion that the EEG 2012 contained elements of state aid. First, the Commission found that the payments above market price for renewable energy constitute aid 
to the benefit of producers of renewable energy. And second, the partial exemption from the EEG surcharge for energy-intense manufacturers constitutes state aid to the benefit of such manufacturers. However, the Commission also concluded that both elements are for the most part compatible with EU law, with the exception of the reductions for certain companies. Hence, it ordered recovery in respect of a limited part of the reductions only. Overall, approximately 30 million were recovered from 350 companies. Germany then appealed the decision before the General Court, but the General Court sided with the Commission and dismissed the appeal in 2016. Germany appealed the General Court judgment, which ultimately led to the judgment by the Court of Justice. The Court of Justice did not only set aside the General Court judgment, but also annulled the Commission's decision. You may ask yourself why Germany bothered if the Commission by and large approved the support mechanism. And that is because under EU state aid law, there is an important difference between measures that do not fall within the ambit of the EU state aid rules in the first place and measures which constitute state aid but are then found to be compatible with EU law by the Commission. And the reason is the standstill obligation for member states that wish to implement state aid. And that applies even if the compatibility criteria are fulfilled. It is only when the Commission approves the measure that the member state can start implementing it. Hence, the Commission has the monopoly to decide whether or not a particular measure that involves state aid can be implemented. On the other hand, where no state aid in the legal sense of EU state aid rules can be found, the Commission has no say and the member state has more flexibility to design the measure according to its beliefs and is free to decide when to implement it. I'm not going into all the details of the notion of state aid within the meaning of EU law, Article 107, Paragraph 1 of the treaty, but we'll focus more on the core of the dispute. One of the central elements of state aid is that there must be an advantage for the recipient. To classify advantages as state aid within the meaning of EU law, they must be granted directly or indirectly through state resources and be attributable to the state. According to the Court of Justice, the central element was lacking in this case. The court found that the funds generated by the EEG surcharge do not constitute state resources and I'll come to the specific reasoning underlying this finding in a minute. In order to better understand the significance, we have to go back in time, because there's been a line of cases dealing with the notion of state resources in circumstances similar to the EEG 2012. Already back in 2001, the Court of Justice in its landmark ruling in the Poison Electra case found that an obligation imposed on private electricity suppliers to purchase electricity produced from renewable energy sources at fixed minimum prices did not involve any transfer of state resources. In essence, because it was merely a redistribution of private funds. The court held that it is not sufficient that a certain measure is state imposed if it does not affect the government budget. At the time, this was an important clarification that under state aid law, there is no such thing as measures having an equivalent effect, even a measure which clearly provides a selective advantage to certain companies 
does not amount to state aid if it does not meet all the requirements of Article 107. In subsequent cases, however, the Court of Justice deviated from the strict reading and appeared to widen the scope of the notion of state resources to include funds over which the state exercised some degree of control. Relevant cases included Essent-Nord, Vendecolaire, and Grünstrom. As a result of these cases, it seemed questionable whether it would still be possible for the member states to design green energy compensation schemes funded by consumers without prior notification and approval from the Commission. Against this background, in relation to the EEG 2012, the pertinent issue was whether the EEG mechanism involved state resources and was attributable to the German state, or whether it simply involved a redistribution of private resources from one party, the consumer, to another private party, the producer of green electricity. So let's now turn to the findings of the European Court of Justice. The Court of Justice first concluded that the mechanism in question was attributable to the German state. The mechanism is based on a law and derives from the implementation of a public policy. Hence, there could be little doubt that it is attributable to the German state. However, the Court of Justice then considered that it is not sufficient to conclude that the advantages resulting from the EEG 2012 mechanism are state aid unless they are granted directly or indirectly through state resources. On the basis of previous case law, the Court of Justice relied on three elements. And I should add that these are essentially the same elements tested also by the General Court, albeit with a different outcome. And th the three elements are, first, whether the funds generated by the EEG surcharge and administered collectively by the TSOs remained under the dominant influence of the public authorities. Secondly, whether the EEG surcharge could be assimilated to a levy. And thirdly, whether the TSOs did not act freely and on their own behalf, but as administrators assimilated to an entity executing a state concession of aid granted through state funds. The Court of Justice then considered each of the three elements. The Court concluded that the General Court had failed to establish that the German state held a power of disposal over the funds generated by the EEG surcharge. According to the Court, the fact that the funds from the EEG surcharge were allocated exclusively to the financing of the support and compensation schemes and payable to the TSO rather showed that the state was not entitled to dispose of those funds. The court then dismissed that the EEG surcharge could be assimilated to a levy. In this regard, it argued that the fact that in practice, the financial burden resulting from the EEG surcharge was passed on to the final consumers was not sufficient in that regard. Hence, the distinguishing factor is that the surcharge is payable by suppliers. It cannot therefore be compared to an electricity price supplement as in the SM case. Or, in other words, a de facto pass on of costs is not equivalent to a legal requirement for end consumers to pay for the extra costs of green electricity. 
Finally, the Court of Justice concluded that the General Court had failed to establish that Germany exercised public control over the TSOs responsible for managing those funds. While the state monitored the proper implementation of the EEG 2012, there was no public control over the funds generated by the EEG surcharge. In other words, it is not sufficient that the German state adopted the EEG and thereby decided which objectives were to be pursued and how the resources from the EEG surcharge were to be used. Here, the Court of Justice distinguished the case from the earlier von de Colère case. And the two distinguishing factors are, first, that unlike in von de Colère, there was no potential impact on the state budget. As in von de Colère, it was established that the French state would offset any remaining costs not covered by the charges collected from the final consumers. And second, that in von de Colère, a public law entity was entrusted with the management of the funds. As a result of these conclusions, the Court of Justice found that the advantages provided for by the EEG 2012 do not amount to state aid. For the same reason, the partial exemption that reduces the surcharge for energy-intensive users did not amount to state aid, again for lack of state resources involved. Let me conclude with a few remarks about the implications of the judgment. The judgment is clearly a blow to the Commission's more expansive interpretation of the notion of state aid, which seemed to have the backing of the EU courts in the post-Preussen Elektra cases, such as von de Colère and Essent. For most commentators, including myself, the judgment came as a surprise. The more recent case law seemed to leave little room for maneuver for member states to rely on the Preussen Elektra principles. The immediate consequences of the judgment, however, were limited. With respect to the annulled decision on EEG 2012, the recovery orders lost their legal basis. But also as regards the law itself, there is no immediate impact. The EEG had been revised twice since 2012, first in 2014 and then again in 2017. In both instances, the Commission had approved the relevant revisions under the state aid rules. And also subsequent changes were notified and found to be compatible with the environmental aid guidelines, subject, however, to certain time limits for some of its rules. As long as the rules are not changed again, they are therefore state aid compliant. When the judgment came out, the Commission was quick to comment that it would analyze the impact on the state aid assessment of the current version of the EEG. The Commission added that the current version of the EEG is based on different financing than the EEG 2012, thereby suggesting that the outcome might have been different in relation to the current version of the law. I'm not so sure. In my view, the same reasoning also applies to the subsequent versions of the law, including the 2017 version, because the distribution mechanism is basically unchanged. In my view, the main implications are thus in relation to future changes of the law. And that is because the judgment provides for a blueprint of state aid-free compensation mechanisms. 
where the factors set out by the Court of Justice are observed, the Commission no longer has a say in relation to the design, the level of the surcharge, and the reductions for energy-intensive companies. Or more precisely, it should never have had a say in the first place. As a consequence, the compromises between Germany and the Commission, specific to the past versions of the EEG, and which eventually influenced the design of the law, are no longer required. Does this mean that we are going to see drastic changes of the law? I don't think so. The law is tested and proven, and uh, so it's going to evolve, but not change drastically with or without the involvement of the Commission. The same applies to similar schemes in other areas of the law. Examples for Germany include the combined heat and power surcharge, which distributes the costs for premiums for CHP power that satisfies certain criteria. Another similar scheme concerns the surcharge under the German Electricity Grid Fee Ordinance. Under the ordinance, TSOs are required to balance the reimbursements for grid fee reductions among themselves and can charge final consumers a surcharge on the network tariffs. As for the EEG, the surcharge redistributes the costs for grid fee reductions mainly to the benefit of certain heavy users of electricity. Whenever any of these laws is revised or amended, Germany may take account of the leeway pro provided for by the judgment. And the same obviously holds true for similar schemes in other member states. Member states may wish to consider designing such mechanisms in a manner that they fall outside of the scope of EU state aid rules, so as to avoid burdensome review processes by the Commission and make use of additional flexibility when supporting energy-heavy industries. And finally, the judgment may impact the next generation of the guidelines on state aid for environmental protection and energy. The current version served as a basis and benchmark for the Commission's compatibility assessment. These guidelines are currently under review as part of the so-called fitness check of a number of state aid rules which are due to expire by the end of 2020. The Commission should not shy away from clarifying in the guidelines that they do not apply where there is no aid involved on the basis of the EEG judgment.